Blog Talk Radio. I'm sorry, my daughter. Yeah, my daughter's in town. Okay, yeah, that, that, I guess, I guess. So, um, my my daughter Sophia is in town uh, uh, for the holiday or just finishing up, and we went and got some senior pictures today. I'll let her say hi. Say hi. Say hi. hi. <laughs> hey. So we're just heading, we're just heading home from uh, La Jolla, getting some senior pictures for her, and uh, uh, still seven degrees out here on the beautiful uh, West Coast, uh, and heading home. So that's wonderful. Next. That's wonderful. Yep. And uh, Z, how you doing today? You doing okay? 
Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, actually a little pretty pretty busy. Uh, I'm dealing with my children right now. Uh, they say hi too. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Is everybody? Did everybody get home for the holiday? Oh, everybody had a pretty good holiday. Yeah, I mean, nice. me, except for maybe me. I just had a lot to do, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. The uh, we had a, a fantastic uh, Christmas with uh, our kids. Of course, we had to Zoom with a couple because they're out of state, but uh, everybody yeah. had uh, had a great day. And and today we had a chance to visit with our youngest. Uh, Bobby and, and Bella, and uh, they are just uh, they're four and two, and they're just uh, a ball of, of fun. Um, uh, 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 um, Butch, I, I, if you don't mind me asking, I have heard um, yeah. about Frankie. Uh, how's Frankie been? Frankie and his family. Extra- that, that's, his, uh, that's his children we were just talking about. They just left a, a few minutes ago, and uh, he uh, moved oh. uh, down here by us, and it's... Uh, it's so nice to be able to not have to drive three hours each way uh, to see my grandkids. Um, oh. you know, I saw my kids along while they were growing up. I go, I go to see my grandkids. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> Frankie move, Frankie move near you. Yes, he's down in Inglewood now. That's wonderful. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And Jenny's still over in uh, in Baltimore. And uh, oh, I. I'm remiss. I should uh, wish uh, the lovely Miss Megan uh, speedy recovery. She had some uh, major surgery this uh, this week, uh, uh, oh. so uh, she's at, but she's doing well. Um, ladies, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I, I have to make an announcement uh, at this point in time. Uh, our friend of uh, 60 years, Dr. Chris Panarella, who has been our boxing historian. Uh, Guy has brought more joy to the world than the, than the song has. Uh, passed away <clears throat> on uh, New Year's Eve, two hours before his birthday. Uh, Chris was born uh, January 1st, 1936. He was an outstanding wow. athlete <clears throat> at the uh, Chichester High School and was part of the 1954 All Delco uh, uh, State Team. And the Pennsylvania State Athletic Association team. He went on to play at the uh, University of Delaware, where uh, his two roommates uh, were uh, one was Dallas Green, and the other one was uh, uh, Jack Bailey. Uh, all of you know that uh, Dallas went on to, to uh, fame with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Philadelphia uh, Phillies, and uh, a couple other clubs. Uh, Jack was the uh, athletic director at uh, Concord High School and the lead uh, official for the uh, Delaware uh, uh, Chapter 13 of IBO. Um, uh, so Chris has always been keeping uh, good company. Uh, after graduating from, uh, from the University of Delaware, he went to uh, Temple University, where he got his degree in dentistry. And then he, went to, he did an internship in oral surgery at the Crozer Chester Medical Center. Um, uh, he... Uh, then practiced uh, his uh, trade for 47 years uh, in uh, Chichester uh, before retiring. And his son, Lance, actually uh, graduated from uh, uh, dental school and took over the practice and has has grown the practice. Uh, Chris was a scratch golfer. Um, I can't tell you the number of tournaments we played where uh, we had to go grab grab Chris to to make sure that uh, we had a great time. Not only on the on the golf course, but he did a he, he would if you were if you hit the ball wrong, he never yelled or anything like that. He would come over and he'd say, "Look, try this." He was a consummate teacher, uh, always teaching people, always uh, uh, had that smile. And uh, Z, you know, uh, I, I think you had, had uh, you and he had had lunch uh, not too long ago, uh, so you know uh, the type of person he is. Uh, Although he was a boxer at I mean, heart. Yeah. Go ahead. I Steve. mean, uh yeah, uh we we I mean, we lost a, a really true one. And I'm gonna put it out there. I apologize to Butch so much and I'm gonna put this to the world. I was so wrapped up in New Year's messages on my phone that I didn't even see that. 
And okay. when I when I um I was gonna call Butch to let, just let him know that I was gonna be a little late for the show, but I saw that message and that that kind of sold me out. Um. So it, it feels like I'm just now hearing that. And I knew Dr. Chris was doing bad. I knew I knew his situation, but to be honest, we really, really lost somebody. I mean, that that is kind of irreplaceable. Somebody that you're yeah. not going to get again. I mean, I mean, people say that you know, people come, you know, it may be another Jordan, it may be another. It's not going to be another Dr. Chris. I mean, the guy had personality and knowledge out of this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he could tell you. I mean, and he had historical knowledge. Mm-hmm. He could tell yeah. you some technical things, and he got. I mean, to be honest, he. I mean, he taught me some technical things. Doctor Chris, mm-hmm. he he got me on a couple fight predictions. I will always remember that Kovalev Bernard Hopkins prediction. <laughs> I will always remember, and and me and him were, and, and it wasn't a back and forth type of thing, but it was just like you know one of us going to eat crow, you know I got one of us going to eat crow, and I mean apparently I mean I know how crow tastes, I know how crow tastes, and, that, that, and I mean and that's I mean Dr. Chris, I mean I, I don't want to keep harping, we could do this all night, I I could sit here and just take up the whole show talking about you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's a guy to be honest, I mean and Butch, thank you. Thank you for in- even introducing me to him. Introducing me and Ty to him because that means I mean, we love boxing. We all love boxing. We all love fighting. I mean I'm not even gonna take away we all love fighting. And we all know what it takes. And it honestly takes when you reach a certain level, or not not even that, when you are true to fighting, then you are a really humble person. People don't understand. You're going to have cocky guys out there, this and this and that, but you get a little older and you get true to understanding fighting. I mean, even not even understanding, but true to what it really is about. Yep. You are a really humble person that can produce knowledge. And I mean, Dr. Chris, I mean, outside of a historian, the guy knew what fighting was about. Left hooks. I mean, you know, he could tell you what punches to throw in. He could size yep. fighters up. So, yep. you no, know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for going on my diatribe. That, that's what that's I That's no problem. But I just want to talk about some of the uh, off-air annex that uh, we had heard. <laughs> <laughs> With Dr. Chris, oh, he he always had me in stitches because he was just he was so so straightforward and you know he he never you know said, uh, spoke a mean word you know out of spite but you know other people could take what he was saying the wrong way but me he would just tickle me left and right man with the the stuff that would come out of his mouth because it was just it was true as true gets you know just and 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 I, I just Funny. I just loved him. Yeah, I mean, so hilarious, and without even Absolutely. trying to be, you know, and 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 uh, uh, just a true. I mean, it's been my honor, you know, just talking with him on the radio for the last, you know, year or so. So he was he was amazing, and always had me stitches. And you know, we Frank usually called me in the mornings, and then or you know before the show, and then he'd call Chris right after, and you know we'd hear him. He'd leave his phone on, and you know he'd be out in his garden and doing all his <laughs> little things, and you know talking to people when his phone's going. I just I just love him. And, 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 and if you don't mind me saying, and, and and I'm gonna say this during these times, Dr. Chris was a guy who would say anything about yeah. anyone. Yeah. He didn't mind. He didn't. It didn't matter your color of your skin or uh, the the twang of your accent. You know, the guy would say anything about anyone, including himself. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you talk about being truthful. And, I mean. That's what I really, really loved about Dr. Chris. He was truthful, and he would say things that are just off the wall make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> off the wall would make you laugh. Let me tell you, that's that the way Chris hurts. was uh, all through his life. Um, <clears throat> he had a, you know, I think uh, one of one of the uh, 
one of the criticisms, of, if you if you will, um, that Bob got a big kick out of is when he started talking about, you know, that fat Mexican. Yeah, fat Mexican. <laughs> well, no, it was a clarifying statement. I think he meant it. If you guys were talking about somebody and he said, you mean the fat Mexican? You know, Ruiz. he was just trying to clarify. <laughs> <Andy Ruiz. laughs> the fat Mexican, the big coldest guy, the hard-hitting coldest guy. <laughs> Yeah. Anything about anyone. Yeah. The hard, the big hard head African. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. You, know, you got a level. Yeah. yeah. What's that Irishman's name? <laughs> Remember, he said he had a Roman, uh, a Roman nose. He, said he had a Roman nose because, because Roma was Roman all over his face. boxer at heart. Uh, his dad owned mm-hmm. fighters before him, and he owned a, a bunch of fighters. Um, one of them was Tex Cobb. He owned Tex Cobb's uh, contract. Uh, he owned uh, Joe, a piece of Joe Fraser. He owned a piece of uh, Larry Holmes. Uh, and one of the one of the funniest stories I've ever heard is, and I wish we had had a chance to have him tell it, they got him all set up um, to go down to South Philly to fight Joey Giordello. And Joey took one look at him and sat down and started playing pinochle with his friends because he was afraid, <laughs> he was afraid of Chris. <laughs> he, he didn't he wouldn't, didn't play, but they became friends afterwards. Um, Joey Giardello was afraid of Dr. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I was sh- I, I shaking hands with him. I gave him a hug and I mean, he's one of the more denser guys that I've ever met, and I've like met a lot of fighters. He's a dense guy, hard hand, like big hard hands, and just a dense guy, like shoulders broad and dense. Like, like when I met Doctor Chris, I didn't. I was thinking, man, you know what? I don't want to tangle with this guy now. Even when I met, I don't want to tangle with this guy now. Even at his age, even at, when I met him, yeah, I met him maybe what was it? Maybe a year ago, uh, maybe a year, maybe even less. So when I'm, I mean, I met him, me and my brother met him, and we had lunch with him. I mean, that's he's a pleasant, pleasant guy. But you could tell he's a hard guy too. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, man. Man, this, yeah, this is hitting me hard at right now. I'm, I'm, I, you got to apologize as, for me. It's hitting me as, hard. As, as, as tall as Chris was, that's how big his heart was. And I can tell you for sure that there were all the people that had come into his dental office. There's some of them that could not afford anything. And it Bob? Yeah, I got you. Uh, it happened earlier. He went off... Uh, when we were on the phone earlier, so maybe maybe just went dead airtime. So just kind of take over. But uh, yeah, Doctor Chris was a joy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy. And, and when you when you deal with somebody who really appreciates fighting, I mean, you can appreciate them because they know exactly what it takes. Sure. I mean, mm, I mean, it, 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 it's. <laughs> And you have to understand, and I tell people this all the time, when you get in the ring or you get in the octagon, wherever you go, when you start the training, it's one thing to start it, but when you keep doing it, you have to be a little crazy to dedicate yourself. You have to be a little, you know, people think, you know, you have to be a little off your rocker, mm-hmm. but it brings you to a point of realization, too. You know, that, um, years ago there was a guy by the name of Will Rogers, and he's quoted in many, many books uh, as being the uh, ultimate uh, statesman. But uh, he never met Chris. But like Chris, um, he never met a man he didn't like. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Beep, boop, beep. 
Can you hear it? Oh, you yeah. Now. You're back. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, uh, a short thing in the, in the Bible. There's a, a, a who says that who finds a, a treasure. A treasure in water is worth his weight in gold. And that that sums uh, uh, sums it up for Chris. Uh, Elaine, uh, Lance, uh, Ricky, uh, Roman, uh, guys, uh, I can't say any more about what a wonderful friend I had and how uh, devastated we are with this loss. And from all of us at this family, um, we uh, want to thank you for allowing us to have the time over the last five years for him to be on with us on Saturday nights. It's not only been a pleasure, it's been our honor. So uh, I guess we can... uh, Well, absolutely. uh, Let's let's move on to tonight's program. Um, All right, Bob, you're up. Tell me what you think. UFC on ABC. (laughs) Right. I think they're going to throw us a free one. You know, so, uh, yeah, we got on January 16th, uh, it's saying it's on ABC, but, uh, that'll be the headline in Max Holloway versus Calvin Carr and then co-main event Collars Condit versus Matt Brown. Um, the, uh, that'll be a good card, but again, I still think I was laughing, uh, pre Christmas when we were still having UFCs, there hasn't been anything over the, over the holiday, but basically, you know, Dana White, who was talking about cutting 60 people before the end of the year. Uh, I'm not sure who all got cut, but I know a lot of people have got cut. But the friends we had over, kind of like Dana White sitting, uh, <laughs> you know, cage side. He's putting all his past uh, superstars together, just matching everybody up because he's got so many people coming up the ranks that are good. So he's, he's just cleaning the house. So I think I think the Max Holloway, Calvin Guitar is kind of one of those things. And Dana's sitting ringside, and the loser, he holds up a little thing and says, Bellator, you know, you're you're getting cut, you know, <laughs> sending you to the minors or something like that. Because he's, he's still kind of looking to clean house on all of his uh, talent. I mean, he, he's like Carlos Connor versus Matt Brown. You know, that would be that would be a, a main headliner, you know, a year ago or two years ago kind of thing, you know, when they're in their prime. And now he's just kind of going through uh, – you know, his lineup and, and putting the guys, you know, the older guys against each other and seeing who's still got it. Um, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the prelims um, on January 16th will also be that Jacqueline Buckley. And then he's the one that got yeah. that amazing spinning, uh, yeah, axe kick. To the, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so it'll be exciting to watch him. But Dane has been quoted as saying, you know, with, with the reason he's cleaning it out, like he's got, you know, I like to call him Hazmat, but he's got that Kazmat Chaviv coming up. He's got <laughs> Kevin Holland, Jacqueline Bugley. You know, he's got so many new up-and-coming fresh fighters on the roster that he has to clear a lot of these people out and let them go. Um, so it's it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch some of the old, you know, some of the best of the best back in the day getting matched up now and kind of fighting to hold on to see if they stay into the uh, uh, the UFC at all. Or if they get uh, booted, you know. And so it's mm-hmm. he's putting a lot of top athletes against each other, kind of cleaning the house. So it'll still be a good card. But keep your eyes on these young kids, like that Jacqueline Buckley. Okay. And and and, and, and Bob, you're exactly right. I was uh, I read something a few weeks ago, and I may I think I mentioned it on the show, to where Dana won the clean house, and. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about and he did the number exactly. I read that article. He said sixty fighters have to go. Yeah, and that is a large number of fighters, especially um, when you have named talent. And yeah, and there are a lot of named guys that he's letting go. You know, guys that were superstars a year or two back. And 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 the crazy thing is this. You're hearing the name talents go before anyone else. Like he, he it seems like he's making an, an example to me. Um, he said either you fight good, either you fight productive, either you fight entertaining, or you're gonna go. Uh, and we, 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 we. I mean, how many UFC? Uh, we, we can name the names. We can name the good names. Junior DeSantos. 
I mean, Anderson Silva's not even to be talked about. But now you're talking right. about Jacare. Yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about guys who still can make money for Dana White. Now, literally, just off of their names, they can make money for Dana White. So for him to say that, he must feel really, really confident on the up-and-coming class. And yeah, plus he's trying to all the women as well. You know, he's got so many women that he can put in there as well. It's just growing exponentially. Exactly. And, and the women are coming up. But, I mean, as far as the women are concerned, he, he, it seems like he's separating them from the 60-fighter rock. Right, right. Just because that's, I mean, to, to be honest, that that's good business. <laughs> I mean, the way I think about it, you know, that's good business. I mean, he has a whole separate market, and then you could deal with, you could cut some of this market to get younger fighters. What he's, what it seems like he's trying to do with me is he's trying to get a more worldwide um, audience to where he was, you know, you get the market in the United States, yeah, they, they offer more money to a certain extent, but now Dana has the world. Think about oh, this. With Fight Island? With Fight Island? I mean, come on. Exactly. I mean, who, who, I mean, what fighter can go to another, in this world, could go to another um, venue, another promoter, to get, I mean, to get the money they're getting just for even a small amount, just for a, like an undercard or even a prelim on on the Dana card. You can't go to Pride and be a main main event and get the money you're going to be to get on a prelim with Dana. That is, I mean, he has a monopoly on the game. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Dana has a total monopoly on the game to the point to where he could put Name money making talent in the D League and, 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 and the minors. That I mean that right right about that. I don't. I mean Dana and that you know his collaboration because it's not only him, but Dana and their collaboration. Just to get it correct for everyone, it's not Dana White doesn't own it all. People think that Dana White owns it all. No, he's the shot caller in the collaboration that he has a part of. And, I mean, that's a monopoly. Right now, he has a monopoly on the mixed martial arts game worldwide. I mean, that's that's something just to even think about. Have a monopoly on anything worldwide. Like Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> oh my God! You're for real. <laughs> you could yeah, Dana. I mean, any better? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but you know, and then like he's got a fight coming up. I think it's USC 258, uh, and it'll be February. Um, and right now, that's not even booked. I mean, he's cutting these 60 fighters, and the only thing that's on that card is that headlining is two females, which is amazing. It's awesome, you know. Exactly. But it's like, hey. Yeah. You know, it's great that the girls are headlining and, and pulling in the dough and getting their shot at stardom and stuff as well. But, like, you know, hey, it's only a month away. I want to see the rest of the lineup, Dana. You know, don't be cutting everybody <laughs> so quick. Right, well, well, right now he has a monopoly. He's going to do what he wants. <laughs> I mean, who's going to tell him any different? The market's not going yeah. to tell him any different. He's running the market. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's – I mean, as much as hmm, – I mean, I like it because what he's doing, he's demanding that the best kind of fight, the best for the most for the most part. But Monopoly's bad. I like Bellator. I'm not even going Especially to lie. For the I fighters, like though. Bellator. The Monopoly version <laughs> is bad for the fighters because the fighters aren't it's getting terrible money. for the fighters. Like we talked about before the break is there's actually mm-hmm. a, a class action lawsuit against the UFC trying to get somebody yeah. past more money, you know, that, that they should have deserved, you know, but, you know, hopefully that works out too. Cause I, would, I don't like any monopoly I would, to be, you know, uh, to, to, to be able to, uh, well, to monopolize, you know what I mean? And, and it'd be different yeah. if the fighters were getting paid, uh, like, you know, uh, a lot better, you know, I don't want to put any figure on it and stuff, but like give or taste that boxing money, you're pulling in that kind of money with the pay-per-views, you know, 
I mean, maybe not worldwide yet, but you know, mm-hmm. he was the first one back on after the COVID. He got a bunch of new followers on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really doing a good job, but you're right. You know, he, him and the Fertitta brothers sold out a few years back, uh, bought the mm-hmm. franchise, I think for $6 million, and then six years sold it for $60 million or something. It was something ridiculous like that, you know. I don't know the exact numbers, but – and now he just stays at the, the head of it and uh, um, puts the fights together and and uh, mm-hmm. he's still kind of the, the go-to lead, but uh, yeah, doesn't have the yeah shot caller. I like it. Hey, uh, Bob, with the uh, with all that's going on now with with the uh, UFC, now I see McGregor is coming back. Is is that a possibility? At first they said something uh, about uh, going against the Pacquiao, but now they get somebody else. McGregor, yeah, McGregor, yeah, he's yeah. he's, he's uh, scheduled up to come right, but well. So our lineup pretty much right now is January 16th, uh, UFC on ABC. Then they'll throw us another one uh, on Wednesday night, uh, January 20th. And that'll be uh, uh, Michael Chiesa against uh, Neil Magny. Again, two top-ranked awesome fighters that at one point or another were you know right up there, but basically just hanging it on the line, um, trying to you know chisel out you know who, who's, who's going to stay and who's got to go. Uh, and then mm-hmm. he's going right into UFC 257 uh, at the end of the month. January 23rd will be Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor 2. So mm-hmm. uh, that'll be a re- rematch between them. So McGregor is coming back um, to fight for the UFC. But it's been – he hasn't fought since, like, I think early 2020. Uh, so mm-hmm. it'll be, you know, the ring rust on him maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, so hopefully hopefully it turns out really good. But, okay. Um, that'll be the main card for UFC 257. Okay. Bob. Is he, uh, well, oh, is he, oh, go ahead, Bob. Oh, I'm sorry. Bob, how do you see that fight going uh, between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier? Okay, Poirier is good, and, and, and I, I think he knows what he needs to do now to to handle McGregor. Um, but, again, you know, I, I have a hard time saying anything good about McGregor because of what he's done outside of the ring. You know what I mean? But – he is an exceptional athlete. <laughs> he, he can scrap. Uh, so, you know, I mean, if, if, you know, before he started punching, you know, old guys in the bar because they didn't like his tequila mm-hmm. or brandy or whatever the hell he was saying, mm-hmm. I would have been all about the, you know, the, yeah, the McGregor, you know, train again. Um, you know, let's see him come back because he's got to kind of lick his wounds, get back in there and not get just get thrown a title uh, fight. Because he, you know, he got to go and taste the taste the money with Floyd Mayweather, so um, now he's got to get back in the in the uh, the UFC ring and fight for a lot less money, you know, and work himself mm-hmm. back up there. Because right now, you know, with all the track trash talking on the internet, um, there's there's like some little I don't know internet I don't know who he was. He fought on that boxing thing, some J guy or whatever. But all you got to do is talk smack on the internet now, and you can get fights. But you got to yeah. you got to mm-hmm. have something behind you. You know, and, and McGregor's got to get back in there and win a couple before he can probably talk about going against Pacquiao or something, you know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he's got his eye on the prize. McGregor's got his eye on the money. So, of course, he wants to come in there, sure. win a couple at the UFC, maybe maybe put a shot at, you know, ranked in the top five or three again or maybe go for it. I don't know. And then he's going to try to chase the money again. I can see that happening. So, but he's got to put a name back on it. <clears throat> I, I, and okay. I, agree, I agree with you. To the point to where I honestly think, and, and as the fight's going to go between him and Dustin Poirier, yeah. Connor, in all in all reality, is supposed to beat Dustin Poirier. Yeah. He he is better. Um, depends how interested he is. It honestly depends how interested I think Connor is. Um, yeah. If you're if you're not if you're put it this way if you're slightly disinterested. And what you're doing, and that other person is, it's gonna be. I mean, the, even if you win, it's gonna be a rough night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. I mean, you, you just don't get over on things that like that. Um, Connor is a dedicated fighter. I've seen him, but mm-hmm. dedicated and interested are two different things. If you're mm-hmm. dedicated, you're going to put your training in. You're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to do your sparring. You're going to do everything right. Interesting mm-hmm. comes when the real time comes in the bell goes ding day. 
Mm-hmm. Connor could be dedicated but not interested in the fight that mm-hmm. you know he's looking past things. And people talk about mm-hmm. you know people you know fighters you know they look past it. No, this is dangerous because Dustin Poirier is not a pushover. No. <laughs> as simple mm-hmm. as that. He's not a pushover whatsoever. And if Connor is not interested in the fight, Dustin Poirier can go ahead and probably ground and pound him out. It, I mean, if 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 he's not interested, right? Connor's mm-hmm. better on the feet. Connor has exceptional takedown defense. But if he's not interested, mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier can put him on that gate and then go ahead and, and kind of, you know, because Dustin Poirier has that capability. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even, even if they, I mean, that's his best bet anyway. I mean, his best bet is not to stand and try to, you know, you know try to trade strikes with Connor. That's the point. Yeah, you, you fake you fake your strikes, you kick a leg or two, and then you go ahead and try to put him on the cage or try to put him on the ground. I mean, that's his best bet. That's his best bet. I mean, other people maybe something different, but that's 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 yeah, the point. I agree with you 100 percent too. Because if you're not like I've said it before on the show, I've lost fights on the walkout to the ring. You know, if your head's not in it. If you're like you said, you're not interested. If you think something's wrong, you got an injury, or if your your sights are set too far ahead, like you're thinking two or three opponents, you know, ahead and what you can do, and you don't focus on the fight in front of you, you can have a bad night. Mm-hmm. Hey, Z, uh, while we're off, there was a uh, a fight, uh, uh, Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. You want to expand <laughs> on that? <laughs> Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind that at all because that was an entertaining. That was an entertaining. Uh, what was it? Six rounds, maybe. I don't know. Yes. Um, all I know is this much. I am impressed by Ryan Garcia's punching power because you. I mean, Luke Campbell's not a guy that you stop, especially to the body. But, but, I'm going to say this. And and this is about boxing. It's something to be said about that European style. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I said it before, but I'm going to say it now. The European style offers you the body shot. And mm-hmm. Lomachenko, too. When your main defense is to put your guard up high and back up or put your guard up high and go forward. You're putting mm-hmm. your guard up high for the middle. If your middle is guarded, then your sides are open. Mm-hmm. And if your sides are open, your liver is on the side of your body. Mm-hmm. I love left hooks. I love teaching left mm-hmm. hooks. I love throwing left hooks. I mean, I just love left hooks to the body because mm-hmm. those are the are one of the goals and the get to them. And people don't realize the damaging effects of it. With mm-hmm. that said, Ryan Garcia, he he didn't look impressive. He looked efficient. He looked like he mm-hmm. like little like he didn't look impressive because I think I thought he was getting the the fight was a draw. A matter of fact, no, he was winning by one round in my estimation, but mm-hmm. he didn't look like he was try, like he was gaining any ground or controlling it. Um. But when he hit him with the shot, I mean, that's impressive. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. And I almost equate that with with um, what Davis did with uh, – what's his name? Yeah, what Davis did with um, – oh, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. What Davis did with Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. the fight was going sort of the same way except for – Look, um, Garcia got knocked down. Garcia got knocked down hard. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like he was buzzed, but he got knocked down hard. There's mm-hmm. a difference. Garcia, I mean, that's a little weakness. That is a little weakness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something to look forward <laughs> to in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you another question that, that uh, 
and I know your feelings on this one too, is, is uh, Billy Joe Saunders um, and uh, Andretti. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? That's supposed to be did they uh, finally, February. Did they finally uh, match up the fight? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be off. They're going to do it in February. Okay, well, this has been a while coming, and the fight was supposed <laughs> to happen before. I mean, if anybody knows, and then uh, Billy Joe Saunders tested positive for performance of hand is, is you know, PEDs. And to me, he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't been at he, – he tested positive for PEDs when he was 160 pounds. And he hasn't been back to 160 pounds since. So, what, is he fighting Andrade at middleweight or a super middleweight? Yes, at middleweight. Okay. I, oh no, no. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't pick Billy Joe Saunders to even touch Andrade. Mm-hmm. One thing, that is a fight to where I will watch. I will I, like. I will watch it because I'm, I'm a boxing aficionado. I love mm-hmm. watching boxing. I love watching any sort of fighting, but. Anybody who's looking for entertainment, probably not going to watch that fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, to be totally honest, Andrade doesn't mm-hmm. mind sticking out a joint and getting a points decision. And Billy Joe Saunders is not going to go out to get to, to, to win the fight. They both mm-hmm. are cute fighters. I mean, in, in the sense of when you say cute, they both are really cute fighters. They're not going to put themselves mm-hmm. in harm's way, and they're very, very defensively capable. I mean, so mm-hmm. I don't expect anybody to really get hit with anything meaningful. Mm-hmm. And Andrade is longer. Andrade is south. He's a southpaw, and he's a guy that I mean, to to beat him, you're probably going to have to like. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a guy. He's not entertaining, but he wins. Yeah, I was just a pressure fighter that's gonna, you know, just gonna cut the ring off and has good head movement. Canelo would destroy him to me. Not destroy, mm-hmm. he he would beat him by decision because it'd be hard to catch Andrade. But a guy like Canelo, that's Billy Joe now. Mm-hmm. But the fact that uh, Canelo has uh, has decided to give up his belts and then move up in class, uh, I know what the what Chris always said about that, but let's hear your thoughts on it. Um, I'm, I'm going to match Dr. Chris a little bit with, with my thoughts. He fought, um, he beat, I think he still has business at 168. He beat, he beat Smith and he beat him impressively. I, I, I actually really, really loved his performance because, I mean, that's something I say. Yeah, um, like smaller guys. That's how you beat a bigger guy. Right. All, and, and I do want to talk technical on that one. All Canelo, Canelo did on the taller guy. Canelo has good defensive awareness. Mm-hmm. All he did was keep his lead foot close to Smith's lead foot. Mm-hmm. That is all. He didn't the most. The majority of the fight. The lead feet were close. I'm a, if I'm a mm-hmm. shorter guy, I don't want my lead right. feet, for, you know, my lead foot further away. If our lead feet, are, if no, I'm saying feet, if our lead, no, I guess I did it proper. If our lead feet are close together, and I'm, I'm saying touching, but and at times, if I can get my lead foot past the lead foot to, to mm-hmm. you know, closer to your body, that's better. Mm-hmm. As me as a shorter guy. I have alligator reach. I have little, literally tomatoes reach. Um, and I see guys who do that. If you move your hand and protect yourself by keeping your lead foot close, you will find anything you want on a Ranger fighter. And that's what Canelo did. Now, I think Canelo, uh, to speak on your point, I think Canelo has business to uh, still do at 168. Caleb Plant mm-hmm. is still there. Caleb Plant is talking, listen, you beat him, and you still have um, Benavidez there, which I mm-hmm. think will be a more interesting fight for Canelo against Benavidez, a bigger guy, right. 
sort of does things he does. I do not suggest Canelo move up to fight any of the champions mm-hmm. at 175. You are dealing with mm-hmm. Benabiev. You are dealing with um, Bivol. I mean, mm-hmm. those are, right there, those are two guys that I don't want Canelo to fight. Benabiev, Canelo's going to hit Benabiev. He's going to hit him all day. The problem mm-hmm. is Canelo is not going, he's not a foot boxer. He's not a guy who's going to dance and going to get out the way. Better be a, uh-huh. is going, like, he's too big for that. He's too big, and when he hits mm-hmm. Bivol is a guy, I mean, he's he's pinpoint. Pinpoint, and he's really good with his feet. As I said, Canelo, mm-hmm. I don't want to see him fight those guys. I, I actually, sure. I do want to see him just to prove himself. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you just brought up a, a, another one I had down here, uh, uh, Caleb Plant uh, versus uh, Caleb Truex. Um, that's the 30th of uh, January. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb Truex, he, he he was a guy that was recycled, and they mm-hmm. put him against the champion, the uh, goal. They put him up against uh, the guy, mm-hmm. and he 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 beat the guy. I think it was a draw the first time, unjustly to me. Mm-hmm. And then he went and they they remastered it, and he he clearly beat the guy again. Caleb Truax mm-hmm. is a recycled veteran, and you have to be careful about recycled veterans, especially if they found their niche. And mm-hmm. Caleb Truax has found his niche. I mean, if he found his groove. It's going to be a problem. Uh-huh. But I don't think, I mean, I I, I, I mean, style-wise, <laughs> Caleb Truex doesn't have a shot. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a shot. Caleb Plant's going to, he's going to be, it's going to be Caleb Plant. It's going to be, in, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be no-name Truex. Because Caleb Plant's going to take the first name. I mean, the bottle of the Caleb, I mean, I mean, Caleb Plant right now, I don't see Canelo beating him cleanly, to be honest. I really don't. Style-wise, that guy, I mean, Benavidez, maybe, because Benavidez is tall, rangy, and he mm-hmm. he goes to the body. Um, and he, he can take a pretty good punch that Caleb Plant is going to hit him with. Um, but Canelo, mm-hmm. I think Canelo's going to, I mean, that's a lot of work. To, to even get at Caleb Plant because Caleb Plant, I mean, he's 168 and he's not a soft puncher. So I, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right, well, yeah, another uh, recycled uh, fighter, Nadido Denair, um, has a fight, uh, had a fight last month and uh, he fought. Uh, uh, Rodriguez, uh, what did you think of that one? Um, I di- I didn't see that fight, and I heard a little bit about yeah. it. Um, Nonito Denaire, and, and this is the thing: when you get older, the better you look in fights, the more uh, you know, the more the more you're going to be. I mean, even if you lose, but you have a name. I mean. <laughs> if you look good in that fight, then you're still going to be in demand. You're Yorkus Gamboa mm-hmm. against Tank Davis. So, just for example, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I like Denaire, but how long? How long are we going to go? I'm, I'm going to go my Dr. Chris yeah. route. How long is this guy going to go? Yeah. How long can he go? <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's a, an awful lot of underlying uh, talking uh, that uh, Floyd Mayweather uh, is looking to come back in 21. What's your thoughts on that one? I've heard about uh, Floyd Mayweather. He's supposed to have a fight getting scheduled or even scheduled against uh, Paul. I don't like Logan Paul. The only thing I know about this guy is he had one professional fight. He's been training for three years. And then on the Tyson Roy Jones undercard, he knocked out Nate Robinson, the basketball player, who has three months of training. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Guy who's been fighting three years 
and had a professional fight for the guy mm-hmm. who trained for three months. I don't care if he's an NBA basketball player. I don't care if he's an NFL mm-hmm. star linebacker in his prime. He put gloves on and fought somebody who's been training that for three years. Sure. Different. So 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 right about now, Floyd Mayweather, he he he's he's on whoever's the biggest name he wants to get he's on the money grab. That's always been mm-hmm. Floyd. Mm-hmm. All right. And and Bob there's enough, there's enough people to tune in to watch that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was talking about that just he's calling everyone out. You know what I mean? So, oh, of course, Mayweather would put gloves on to put on. I mean, he's a YouTube star. Or I don't even get where these kids be watching other kids on YouTube. I don't get it. But, you know, but anyway, so he, he gets a little claim to fame, calls out a yeah. basketball player. And, you know what I mean? Like, I know back in my prime, like, I would always make jokes like I'd fight any football player in their prime for half their pay. You know, I mean, it's a different. I can't go out and out block you, and I can't out catch you. But man, when you step into my ring, oh, mm-hmm. that's a different story. So you got some for money out there training <laughs> up, yeah, for money, you know. And if, if Mayweather, yeah, if Mayweather can get you know yeah. enough people to get behind it and buy the pay per view so he can line his pockets, I mean, that's that's a freebie. That's like beating up a kid. You, you know, it, it's, I mean, not like you should yeah, have a kid, but I'm, I'm, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're beating up a, somebody with three years experience, one pro fight because he's a YouTube star, you know, like, ah, come on. Because he beat up a guy that had three months of experience or the live stage. Yeah, and he got coverage for it, you know, and, that, and that's just yeah, it that, because he that's it, because he got coverage. Yeah, exactly right. The coverage, the coverage is getting him. I, I don't, I don't understand. You know, YouTube, you talk, you, you put on gloves for a few seconds. Damn, I could have been did that. <laughs> yeah, I would have lasted less. You know, I would have lasted longer with both my. You know, I got metal knees and metal neck, but for that payday, I'd have stepped in there. You know, <laughs> Bob, you would have won. <laughs> yeah. Logan Paul, you would have won. I'd have laughed at Logan Paul. <laughs> you would have won. Mm-hmm. I, I watched like, the I don't, I don't get it. Don't get it. He's, yeah. not, he's not that good. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've seen him fight Nate Robinson, and I've seen him <laughs> opening Nate Robinson when he first did it. I said, oh my goodness. If he doesn't, this, <laughs> you know, this is a coach. And it took him two rounds to hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> Uh, Two rounds in the back of the head. Those rabbit shots are hard to get to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah. What do you think that there's a, there's a lot of talk out there also that Jake Paul wants to uh, fight Amanda Nunez? Um, I would love that. that fight? I mean, but yeah, I, I, I don't. Okay. <clears throat> he, he It's a lose lose for him, though. You know, say you he beats yeah, a girl, absolutely. which he's not, he wouldn't. You know what I mean, but but right. it, it would be it would be the ultimate shut up, internet kid. You, you know what I mean? We got girls that can beat you. Like I got girls I've trained that can beat you. You, you know, m- much less Nunez. You know, Nunez would take him to school. Mm-hmm. That kid. I don't like. That. You know, especially especially if it was uh, MMA and not just boxing. You know, yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because yeah. then. Then it's a whole new game, you know what I mean? Because some of the mm-hmm. boxers be coming heavy on their front leg and not having good balance, and yeah. and I'm just waiting for you to put weight mm-hmm. on that front leg, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's a whole different, you know, can of worms going from boxing to 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 like kickboxing or MMA, um, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. Nunez, like you take this Logan Paul or Paul Logan, whoever he is, mm-hmm. and and say yeah. he's got you know at 155 the strength to go against Nunez. And maybe just you know, if he went against another female fighter at 155, he might have the man strength to hold her down. But Nunes would flip him right over like a flapjack and go to work. Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? If it was a ground and pound. Now, it, 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 so mm-hmm. so I mean, she's got that. She's got that, that the ground skill for that. But then if you go just straight mm-hmm. boxing, I think she still got. Him. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, she would. I think she's got the head movement and the hands to to, to put a hurt into that kid. 
And I'd like to see that just mm-hmm. to shut him up and make him go away. Because I don't know who he is. It's just every time I hear about mm-hmm. him, it makes me want to go on the internet and just start yelling at people. So I get some money. You yeah. know? If you go on the internet, yeah, yeah, people get some money. You know? And I, I don't, I, I don't I, understand I don't, that. I, I don't like mm-hmm. the... Um, I don't like him against Nunez in boxing. I don't like Nunez against him, I should say. Um, boxing is too much to his advantage. And Nunez, as much as I like her, Nunez, her head movement is predicated to MMA. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you're dealing with boxing, you can't bring, like, like, like that's a little different. That's a little different. Um, the head movement in MMA can get you everywhere. In boxing, mm-hmm. it can kind of only get you to strike with your fist. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a big ass difference. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. And I'm going to totally agree with Bob with one thing. If it was MMA, I mm-hmm. think Paul, he, he wouldn't stand the shot. He wouldn't stand the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see him fight the men in New Year. It's just for the simple fact that uh, the rules are going to be against her. How about mm-hmm. Holly Holmes? The rules. Let's get Holly going. You know what I mean? I would love that if it was a kickboxing match. In a kickboxing match, she would kick the shit out of, out of Jake Paul. Not a straight boxing match. Straight boxing match is allowed to not, that they can't use their feet. He's allowed to use his range and his manpower to a certain extent. Even the man in Nunez, she's smaller than him. They, like, they're yeah. smaller than Jake. Like, Floyd Mayweather, in all aspects, is smaller than Jake Paul. This dude is like 6'1", and he came in at 185 against Dick, uh, against Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather is not, like, he, his heaviest was 152, and that was against Canelo for a 155 match, 154 match. So he's not even going up to 154 to get the junior, you know, the junior middleweight title. He's winning that. Mm-hmm. Weighing one fifty two. No, I mean we. I know what's going to happen. Floyd's going to say the fight's mm-hmm. going to take place at one fifty four because I'm not losing weight like that. I, no, I'm not. I'm older. I'm not training. But you're going to damn sure boy yourself down to be skeleton size so I can beat the hell out you. Right. You're mm-hmm. going to have no energy, and I'm be. You already know how it is when you lose that much weight. Jake Paul got lose thirty something pounds to fight Floyd Mayweather. That's how that's mm-hmm. gonna go. If he doesn't lose thirty pounds, he doesn't fight. I lose, I lose mm-hmm. fifty pounds to fight Floyd. <laughs> no <laughs> issue. You know what I mean? No issue. I lose fifty pounds in two weeks. <laughs> so I mean that that's just how it is. Yeah. Then go out and buy a house and the money. Hey, you heard it. <laughs> By island or, or, or a nice roof or a nice, nice, nice something, you know what I mean? Lay my head under. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just at the end of the hour here. Uh, Bob, I want to thank you and, and your lovely daughter for uh, joining us today. And we appreciate everything okay. you do for us. And uh, uh, I hope you know that, uh, that I hope she understands uh, uh, when we were on the air that uh, we hate to take much time away from family, but. Uh, we try to include all family. Um, oh, she thinks it's me. You know, and I just want to say God bless everybody and, and Dr. Chris's family, and thank you guys so much. It's always it's always my pleasure. Thank you, Bob. Okay, thanks. Z, you want to lead us out? Absolutely, man. It's another wonderful show. Uh, I want to thank everybody, my Fighting Words family. I want to thank you, Butch. I want to thank Bob. And damn, man, these... These shows are definitely in memory of Dr. Chris, Bob, and Coach Mel. Oh, my goodness, Dr. Chris. I want everybody to keep themselves safe and protect themselves. Um, love everybody, Butch. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, when you're out there, please wear your mask. Um, we lost Chris because he went into the hospital with uh, congestive heart failure and developed uh, COVID-19 while he was in there. And it was gone within a week. So uh, we don't want to lose anybody else. We appreciate everything uh, that you do and the listening here. Um, we appreciate our, our staff, uh, Zito, uh, Ty, uh, Bob, 
uh, Bobby Pella uh, do the background, Captain John uh, when he's not uh, down watching over the jail, uh, and uh, everybody, uh, and Brady Quinn. Uh, he's uh, sitting here uh, helping me with uh, running the program. So uh, when you're out there uh, and you see somebody in uniform or you see somebody, uh, first responder, please let them know that you know they're there. Um, they're very important people at this point in time. Uh, these programs are dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Uh, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeff, <clears throat> David Car- uh, Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Badinger, Patrolman Jeffrey, Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, <clears throat> Lieutenant Mike Zerva, Newcastle County Police, uh, Patrolman and Officer Christman, LA, Lakeland PE, Chief Al Hogle, Longville Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Robert Jermaine, Windermere, Florida Police Department, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Rodney Bond, Delaware State Police, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry F- Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, FDLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio, Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Boward, Kissimmee uh, Patrol Officer Matt Baxter, Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Clay uh, Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, Basco County Deputy Sheriff April Rodriguez, Officer Bob McKetchen, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department, and Trooper Joe, uh, Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. My brothers and sisters, though, you may be up. You may be 10-7 at this point in time. At some time, we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. <clears throat> may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night. God bless. And we miss you. Uh, Bob, uh, Chris, and Mel. Shemarek ma yilama Shemarek ma yilama Suna shenevorat fed Hakuig again ma yilama And proudly tossed his noble
1999. All units be advised, 1999 is responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul.